Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to The V Show, broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. V Show rolling along here on a Tuesday. Uh, ESPN 680, 105.7. Pops taking an ass load a long time. I, that's not, like, that's, um, not the term I wanted to use. I just wanted to swear. But he's taking forever to get this damn coffee made. He's probably enjoying his bean pie in the back. So had to come back, ran out of spots to play. And uh, yeah, here we are. Um, So just a a good time to remind you guys. uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Raising Cane's for bringing by lunch today at the ESPN Louisville studios. Um, Download the Raising Cane's app. Tons of great deals there um, for those of you um, wanting to partake in that. Big fan of that cane sauce. Big fan of those chicken tenders and the Texas toast. Absolutely fantastic stuff there. Um, also want to remind you that we are the home for uh, UofL basketball. And, tom- and tomorrow um, we are going to have UofL and UNC um, right here on our airwaves um, with coverage beginning at 9 p.m. Um, our Alex, well, our Alex R. White network coverage will begin at 7.30. I'm sorry, tip-off will be at 9 p.m. And then after the broadcast, you can tune into the Coors Light post-game show with Ethan Moore. Tonight, uh, today, we are going to be re-airing the Kenny Payne show at 2 p.m. over on 93.9 The Bill. Jeff Walls tonight, 7 p.m. over on 93.9 The Bill. And Louisville Sports Live will be on tonight at 8 p.m. on 93.9 The Bill. Because tomorrow, we will have UofL basketball uh, at UNC. And Pops... Finally, back in studio. You took sorry a crap load. Well, like, we're, we're oh, trying. Huh. You know, I don't know if you you told everybody, but we try and be honest with the audience. We <clears throat> the, the technology changes so fast. When I used to have to try and do shows from the road, believe it or not, this is almost unbelievable. You used to have to try and find hotel rooms that had old, what they refer to as POTS lines, which is plain old televisions, that plain old telephone service. That's what POTS stands for. And it was it was analog, and it was a way to connect a, a machine that we had to do the show. And, and as, as hotels started to go to all digital, and obviously they're all digital now, and many of them are basically, what is it, Vo- VoIP? How do you print? It's voice over internet provider, VOIP. You you had to keep up with that technology. Okay, so we did that. Then we started to use um, uh, an app which was called Lucy. And what that did is you could uh, connect uh, via the 
the digital phone lines, and you could do it that way. And then what happened is they started to get away from digital phone service and go to that more of them went to just voice over internet. They, when you call a hotel, you're really calling over essentially an internet line. Well, it didn't work that way. So we had to get a, an adapter for the, for Lucy that you could do it, uh, wirelessly, which was great. Cause now all you needed was your phone right. and you could do that. So that was like, that was the game changers like yippee skippy. And then I don't know why or how, but somehow our internet, address got changed <laughs> yeah no well, no we had to we got the new comrex like so we have a yeah. new internet thing so all the settings now had to be changed so and that's what we were working on and um it was very exciting because um um not so much for you but for me because if i don't do the show I don't get paid so um, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, so, uh, so were, were we able to get it fixed? Well, we're, we, we, also, yeah, we're ninety-five percent sure we can. Because here's the answer: because not only do you have to connect, they have to shake hands. Essentially, that's the term right. they use. The pieces of equipment have to shake hands. But then you got to get the levels right. Doesn't matter if they shake hands. But it sounds like this. Not going to help you very much if it sounds like this. You got to so. It was too low, but he thinks Phil was God bless him. He's, he's tireless, that young lad. He said he thinks it was because he didn't have another piece of equipment, which I do have. Okay, called the iRig. Right, iRig, and the iRig will boost the level. And if it does, we think it's going to be fine. But the phone that I'm using to do it is the only one of the f- three phones I own that has the jack that I can connect the mic with. If not, I need an adapter and the adapter I have doesn't work. <laughs> oh, God. So, so we're going to have to use that old phone and we're charging that phone right now. And if that works, I will be doing the show from Raleigh, North Carolina Thursday. I'm not going to do a show tomorrow. It's game day. I'm going to do what I've done in the past few weeks. I'll call in. We'll check in with you guys on Wednesday. I'll do the show Thursday, and then Friday I'll be out also because I'll be traveling. I'll be in the air on the way from Raleigh, North Carolina to Austin, Texas for what promises to be a good game. Uh, Baylor in Texas. Looking forward to that one. That should be a good one. Uh, That'll be on Saturday. Uh, Now, Louisville is going, and the reason I'm staying in Raleigh is because Louisville's going today, of course. Right. They play at Chapel Hill tomorrow, and then they are... Uh, going to just bus to Winston-Salem for the weekend. So uh, they're not coming back. So uh, I originally had a flight booked out of Louisville through the ESPN travel office, but now I can't use that. So I had to change it to fly out of Raleigh, but I only have a hotel starting fr- uh, um, Friday night. So I had to get my own little, had to make my own accommodations for Thursday. So it's going to be enough of an adventure to cause some stress because I got to get to the hotel and then make sure we get wireless service so we can do the show. But I'm confident we can do that. But be prepared for calamity. Right. Uh, yeah. So not so much as when I first started here, which would drive uh, Sweeney, more Sweeney than Jason, but Sweeney nuts because uh, that's kind of how he's wired anyway. But, um, you know, I'd try and do the show and it would drop out and it would cut off. And I was determined to try and do it, obviously, because, A, I didn't want them to feel like I was treating this cavalierly, which I wasn't. And also, B, I like to get I like to get money. Money is good. Yeah. So, so there you go. Now you know the whole inside baseball story. There you go. Want to take a look and see if we got ourselves a, uh, a spontaneous parlay today? Go take a look. Now's a good window. because How long did it take to get the coffee bird, though? 
That was the thing that was really pissing me off because I, I I thought we were ready to go, and then did you get a coffee? Did it finally brew? Yes. Okay, it just was taking forever. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm just a no, little I just, jumpy. Because I guess that's kind of how we roll. Because when you wander out in the middle of the show and don't tell me where you go, and I always call you out on it, so I guess you can call me out. You want to know? Here we go. This will bore the crap out of everyone, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know why I took so long? Why? Because it's too hot to drink without putting creamer in it, and I couldn't find any creamers except for the bullshit uh, ones. Jesus, that it, dude. What? what I do? Come on, man. What happened? Second BS I've gotten today. Uh, the ones that have all those flavors that I hate. I hate oh, them. Oh, come on. Have you even tried them? All of them. Tried all of them. No, you haven't. Go ahead, listen. No, one. you haven't. Let's Snickers one. flavor. Hate it. You haven't tried it. Tried it. Bull. I hate it. Try hazelnut now. All right, fine. Hazelnut. Hate it. Peppermint. Hate it. And there's one more. I that one. Um, French vanilla. French vanilla, yeah. Hate it. Hate, it. hate all four of them. Even like French Hate even like French all vanilla. four of them. Like I the just want a cup of Joe. And we have no normal creamer. So I had to go looking through. You know what I do? I just throw a little bit of water in it. The water machine's right there. I like the taste of it with a creamer in it. And by golly, I've worked here long enough. I deserve some freaking creamer. I almost said it just to make you hit the dump yeah, button again. No, I was going to say, I, that's why I only, I, I made sure that I had an, a little bit of a delay still in the in the uh, chamber because I thought I might need it. Uh, all right. Um, okay, here's the spontaneous money line come up with a, uh, well, you're doing this. I got to look up my... Um, Santa Claus bet. Santa Claus bet. Yeah. All right. got Let's there. go take a look and it. see if we can do this. Uh, we're we're four for our last five. We just want a six leg parlay. The last one. We need some some imaging for this. Yeah, we do because it's fun. I'm having fun with this, proving I should stick with you know stay in my own lane because uh, football killed me. Football just killing me, killing me. The last night I would have had a really nice parlay, except I didn't believe in Mason Rudolph. And I thought he would go under 100. And, I should have known in the NFL nobody goes under 170 yards or whatever. Yeah, well, the damn, it wasn't good enough for them to lose only by 10. Thank you. Well, he was good enough Bert. to cost good enough to cost me money. Seriously, screw the state of Pennsylvania. Like I know you live there. I know there's good people in the city of brotherly love and all that BS. But blank, blank their pierogies, blank their Philly cheesesteaks, blank their Liberty Bell, blank their blank their steel. Um, like all of it. Tennessee and Florida. Five o'clock tip. Tennessee on the money line. I'm going to put that down as a tentative right now. I really like Rick Barnes' team. Um, they're sixth in the country. Um, I'm going to put that right now as a starting point. Xavier Butler. Hmm. I may have to come back to that one. That's a scary one. Xavier at home. We'll come back to that. Syracuse going to Pitt. Pitt is a six and a half point favorite. How do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? Don't like that either. Because Syracuse surprised some people early. And um, Pitt started 0-3, but then they look good against Louisville. And then they got whacked last game. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. Here's a fascinating one. TCU is on a roll of rolls. They're three and a half point underdogs. At Cincinnati. Hmm. If you really want to roll the dice, that might be one to roll it with. We'll keep that on the back burner as well. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, looking for some more obvious ones. Here's one I like. Indiana State money line against Missouri State at home. I'll take that. Um, to 
Toledo and Buffalo, big favorites Toledo, but that league scares the crap out of me. I'm terrible in that league. Makes me nervous. Because uh, weird things happen seemingly in the MAC. But I think I'm going to jump on Toledo. I think I'll take Toledo in that one. May, may cost me. May cost me. Um, Missouri going to Alabama. The fighting Nate Oates. Do I want that one? I think I do. Sorry, Tim Sullivan. I think I'll take that in the money line. NC State Wake Forest, only a one and a half point separation there. I don't think I'll play that. That's too close for comfort. Duquesne hosting Richmond. That's too close. That's a weird one to me. Duquesne's only a three and a half point favorite, but they're minus 185. Again, if I were just looking for values, that might be one I would take the Spiders. I don't know anything about either one of those teams. Okay. So I'm sorry. I wish I I wish I could contribute. Oh, you jumped in. I was like, wow, he's going to say something like, oh, Richmond's got you know Johnny no, Schwalbanky over there, who's you know he's unbelievable. I, I like, just oh, I God. always hear that Richmond is like tough. Yeah, but that's it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Purdue and Indiana. How do we feel about this? Purdue is a fi- minus five hundred. They're nine and a half point favorites. I hate picking against the home team. Um, this is a rivalry game. You you play rivalry games at your own risk. So I don't know. My gut would – I mean, if I had to gun to my head, I would say Purdue's going to win the game because I think they're really, really good. But um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll lay off that one for a while. There's, if you really wanted a great game on the money line, Baylor at Kansas State, they're both minus 110 on the money line. That's a really good game, which we will avoid like the plague because that's a tough one. Dayton hosting St. Louis. I hate to do that to uh, to uh, little Travis Ford, who's doing a good job there. But Dayton is really good, I think, this year. I saw them the other day, and uh, I'm going to take Dayton in the money line in that one. Uh, we still have a ways to go before we can get this up to where we want it. SMU at, at home against Temple. We'll take SMU. We need uh, Seton Hall and St. John's. That's basically a pick 'em. We're not going to play that. Wisconsin goes to Penn State. Uh, if it was was home, I would jump on it. But on the road, too dangerous. Colorado State at home against Air Force. We'll take Colorado State. Uh, Clemson at home against Georgia Tech. That's dangerous because Clemson is starting to do their thing where they get the conference play and fade. And Georgia Tech's had some impressive games early. But um, I'll take the, 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 the fighting Brad Brownells. And I think maybe we can squeeze one more in here. Maybe. Um, boy, I like I like Mike White. He does a good job. South Carolina is a seven and a half point favorite. Do I take them to round it out? I think I do. I'm going to do it. That's this one. I'm not feeling super confident about. It's an awful lot of of games, and there's some that are dicey there. But um, I think we're going to add them to it, and that would wrap the last one up here. Let's go see if we can we can get this one here. We'll take. Uh, South Carolina at home, and that makes our... Ooh, it's a nice little payout if we hit this one. This is okay. So we'll play that one, and I wish you the best of luck. I'll recap it for you in just a moment, if you're so inclined. It is, uh, for some inexplicable reason, taking a long time to register here. I don't know why. But the games are... These are all straight-ups. Money line. Tennessee, Indiana State, Toledo, Alabama, Dayton. SMU, Colorado State, Clemson, and South Carolina. And I wish you all... uh, What the hell does that mean? 
You know, when you're right near the water, as we are here, for some reason, the, the, the thing doesn't process that we're in Kentucky. Really? Yeah. Mine's fine. You might yeah. want to re- refresh. No, you refresh. Hey. Yeah, that's the problem. Right, so mine's very simple. I, I don't feel very comfortable um, taking money line or anything or uh, or uh, the um, the spread in this one. But King's Sons, I'm going to do some point predict for uh, predictions. Taking the over 26 and a half on Kevin Durant because he averages about 28 points against the uh, the Kings. Uh, and I'm taking the under. De'Aaron Fox, 26.5 points for him. Taking the under, he only averages 21 yeah, points. Yeah, but I played an under on him the other day, and he burned me. Well, and I, and I, I don't like betting against De'Aaron Fox. Um, but uh, especially with Keegan Murray out for – or likely out for the Kings. But um, he only averages 21 points I on know. the road against them. And that's – I mean, that's a considerable amount uh, difference there, about – five or six points so uh i'm gonna go the under don't feel good about that taking the under for uh points for uh, De'Aaron fox taking the over in points for uh kevin durant probably gonna get screwed on both so looking for an (laughs) wow an nhl bet right now because i really don't feel confident about that one so 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 your your santa claus bet is your 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 point totals taking yeah but i mean you're definitely you're playing those or not uh, i'm playing those i just i'm not I don't feel comfortable with them because both teams, neither neither one of them, um, are really, uh, you know, the the expert picks are saying stay away from um, money line or or uh, t- staying away from uh, the spread, leaning leaning slightly towards a uh, Suns money line or okay. a Suns spread, okay, but uh, nothing really strong there. I mean, so, both, so your teams are, com- are, are are on two game wins. So you've three, talked a lot about a different thing. So your what is your Santa Claus? My bet Santa Claus there? bet is under on points for De'Aaron Fox, okay. over on points for Kevin Durant. Okay, and I'm staying away from playing the uh, game itself. Yeah, playing the game. All itself. right, good. Now I'm looking at an NHL bet because um, you can try to make it a three leg parlay. No, no, no. These are just straight ups. I couldn't parlay them. Um, these are just straight up bets. Um, I'm. Looking at um, Flame, eh, that's a tough one to do too. I think I'm going to take the Oilers to cover, uh, taking the Oilers puck line over the Maple Leafs. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be my... I think uh, it's got pretty good odds on it, but the Oilers are a pretty high-scoring team. So they're not great against uh, the puck line, but um, with the firepower they have. Um, All right, well, you've been hot in your Santa Claus bets. So for the people under under De'Aaron, over on Durant, and uh, and the puck line for Oilers, the Oilers. All right, hold on. I want to see if somebody will. Occasionally, I get a nice tip from the folks at ESPN.com. They have a whole segment on sports betting now, and and. Uh, uh, occasionally they have a nice one. I look at the NHL and I go, oh, that's good. nothing on the NHL today. So must be a rough card in the NHL. So we'll have to go by your Santa Claus bet. Uh, get me a quick break, and then you can call your boy, and then we'll we'll do radio. So uh, Neil, good. Neil Greenberg uh, going to come up in just a moment here on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. 
with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. All right, it's time to welcome in our friend from the Washington Post. We love talking to him. He is Neil Knuckles Greenberg, and uh, well, I haven't had a chance to talk with him for a while, but I've been on the road, and so I missed him of late. But here he is, and nice to get catch up with you again. I got I'm doing fine in basketball. Maybe that's because I need to stay in my own lane. Football beat the crap out of me. I'm just curious. Even for people who kind of do it for a living like yourself, are there years that the, the way the games shake out are just kind of collectively better for the betting public better for the betting public than others? And was this a particularly difficult year to handicap? What do you think? Um, you mean on the NFL side or yeah. just in general? Well, no, the NFL side. Um, yeah, I had a little, I had some trouble with the NFL. Um, it was uh, a little bit of a of an issue. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, we're dealing with a with a small edge no matter what. Right. So you're going to have some fluctuations. Some years you'll you'll be better than others. Um, I wouldn't worry about it as long as your process is sound. I think. Uh, you know, you'll be fine going forward. You got to be in it for the long haul. It's like the stock market. You just you right. got to just stay true to what you think. Uh, what do you make of the, the games that are left? What are the most appealing <laughs> betting opportunities in your mind as you break it down? Well, I think they all have a little bit of something. So let's start with uh, Green Bay at San Francisco. Um, the the home favorites in the divisional round haven't done well against the spread. Um, they've been okay, but nothing, you know, nothing too, um, you know, nothing too great. Actually, they 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 missed covering by almost four points a game going back to to uh, two thousand. Wow! Um, so that's pretty big. And um, I do like Green Bay to go over their team total of nineteen and a half. I think that that's um, definitely something that's appealing to me. Um, I I also. I also like them against the spread for the reason that I mentioned, but I, you know, every game is going to have its own narrative. So, like going to Houston, Baltimore, you know, you have the same thing in terms of, um, you know, the home favorites, you know, not doing well against the spread. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at Houston and thinking, okay, so if the spread is eight, let's say, and typically the team misses by four points a game, so theoretically Baltimore should win by four. Like, what does a game for Texas look like at that point? And then I'll look at some comparable games for C.J. Stroud. I know he's a rookie. His sample size is going to be small. Um, But what I did come up upon was that in these narrow losses and most of his wins, he doesn't throw interceptions. 
Hmm. Um, and right now you can get no interception for Stroud at plus 130 at some places. Some places are offering it at plus 118. Wow. Um, so, so that's kind of how I go about building, you know, my portfolio for, um, you know, for the upcoming round. How much player prop work do you do? Um, I, I do quite a bit, um, especially in the beginning of the season, because I feel like I can model it a little bit better. Um, taking into account the small sample sizes and not getting too overwhelmed by the highs and the lows. Um, I had a model that went great for um, quarterback passing yards for like the first five weeks of the season. It was like 15 and four at some point. Um, wow. Just going over under on the passing yards total. Um, but again, that's you know early in the season when there's a lot more uncertainty, and you know people are looking at you know, the averages when they should be looking at the medians, the middle value, um, to give you a much better idea of, of how someone will perform for that any given week. I wanted to shift focus to basketball for a minute because, uh, again, this is a very, uh, well, I could say totally unscientific because it's rooted in some not numbers and history and stuff like that. But you look at games in the NBA right now and the scores are so un- unbelievably high and then you look at it and you realize well it's it's easily traceable because the amount of three-point shots that they're taking now are i mean you know steph curry himself i think made more threes last year than uh, anybody in the nba took at 25 years ago as a team i think he made more than teams took 25 or 30 years ago i don't know how many years it is 30 the point you get the gist of what i'm saying but so i bring that up because when i look at scores and i see games like you know uh, a, a one 39 to 132, which seems really high, until I remember that, you know, each of those teams is probably making, it's not unusual seeing teams making 15, 23. So you take, turn those 23s into two point baskets, and a team that scored 132 now is scoring 112, which is kind of the norm with the way the game's officiated now. They allow players to have freedom of movement and stuff like that. Here's the reason I bring it up because, you know, most people are inclined to want to bet overs anyway. You're the one who told me that. And so, it seems to me that there are more people who can win overs because there's got to be more people hitting their numbers with all these points being scored. Although, again, to state the obvious, the casinos, the, the sports books know this too, so they're adjusting their numbers. So, long-winded question after all that is, is the over bet any better than it's ever been in the NBA? No different? Worse? What do you make of that? No, it's all the, it's all the same. I mean, again, like you said, the books are adjusting. They know that teams are making 13 three-point shots on average. They know that the field goal percentage has risen just about every year since, you know, 20 years ago. Um, the efficiencies, you know, overall efficiency in shooting is, is greater. Um, teams are, you know, focusing on the shots that, that um, are more important, you know, like we talked about, three-point shots, shots close to the rim, um, high-efficiency shots. Um, so, yeah, all that's taken into account. And, um, you know, the teams are scoring almost 116 points per 100 possessions. It was 115 last year. It was just 112 two years ago. Mm. Um, so that's a huge, you know, that's a huge rise in just three years. And, you know, like you said, the books know this, so they're, they're pricing accordingly. Um, I think now the way the, – the, the best way to, to beat the books right now – um, in any sport, is in live betting. 
Mm. Because, you know, there's only so much you can put into a live betting model. So, you know, for example, you know, let's say, you know, we, we were looking at two NBA teams, you know, and one is shooting like, you know, 70% from three in the first half. Well, that doesn't happen too often. So the model is based on events that have a smaller sample size. So you're able to get an edge by betting the extremes in those because there's, there's just more – you don't really know what you're seeing, right? You could be seeing something that's a, that's a huge outlier um, going forward or it can completely collapse. And, you know, the, the books just by the model are looking to take the middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so – like to me, that's that's the way. You know, if anyone that's new at sports betting, you know, that has the ability to to model games, and I'm not saying it's got to be like a complex computer program. I mean, I think Excel can do quite a bit of the heavy lifting. Um, but the live bets are, I truly believe, where it's at because the, the models just can't account for the extreme game situations that we see in the NBA. You know, team is up 30 by the half and. You know who's going to play right. and that sort of stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot there's there's just a lot of ground you can get um, just knowing that type of stuff. That is true. I've lost a couple of bets because uh, it was shaping up where I looked like I was going to get an easy win, but that's because the guy for whom might the, the team was playing, they at the end of three quarters they were ahead like 102 to 68, and so the fourth quarter, you know, they were playing all guys up from the G League, and so he didn't. Right, know. and the model's not going to take that into account. Exactly. The model's just going to look at, okay, they're on a, you know, one point per possession pace, and, you know, they should have another 40 possessions, so add 40 points. But, like you said, the people coming in might only be capable of scoring, you know, a half a point per possession. Yeah. I'll and, t- that, that's where I've made some money, though, because I have watched some NBA games that I think are going to be competitive. You know, it doesn't look like one side's going to run away with it. And then I see the way a game's shape, shaping up, and you can kind of see where, where teams are leaning, who they're trying to run their offense through. Uh, you know, NBA teams are notorious for that, but for good reason. They play 82 games. They, you, you can't just roll it out and expect one guy to do the heavy lifting every night. So you can you can almost sense, all right, well, this night they're going to lean on this guy a little bit more. And so I've jumped on that, and that's worked out pretty well. But really, sometimes, as much as analytics are great and you need to weigh into them, sometimes you just got to watch. I mean, you Absolutely. Know. And that's, you know, betting's an art and a science, right? I mean, you you can't go blindly by the numbers, and you can't go blindly by what you see because the mind just the the mind just erases certain facts, right? Like you only really remember the highs and the lows. You don't remember like your Garden Variety Tuesday from three months ago, like what you did or ate or et cetera. You remember your best meals, your worst meals, and right. that type of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely an art and a science. Do you know that? Do you know Jerry Lucas is? Um, Jerry Lucas was a great NBA player back way before probably you were born. He played in the – he was a great college yeah, All-American. Ohio, right? Yeah, Ohio State. Played in the, the 60s State, yeah. and played with the Royals and the Knicks and uh, went on after his playing career to be a lecturer because he is a – he did, did magic. He was a magician, but he also had an uncanny memory. I mean, a ridiculous memory, like the guy in suits kind of memory. Like he could – he literally could memorize like the Manhattan phone directory. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's – and so – but I'll tell you where I'm going with this because it speaks to what you're talking about. He has a great 
it was called mnemonic device. I think that's what it's called. Where he could help you memorize. He believed you could train yourself to remember things. Well, he was a disciple of a guy named Harry Lorraine who did this. And what and the, what the reason he brings it up is because he said that just what you were talking about. You tend to remember very extraordinary things. You don't remember the mundane things. You know, you remember something like, it's funny because what made me buy into this is I was going to see a Nick game and I still remember this. I was 12 years old. We were on the train, Long Island Railroad going into Madison Square Garden and I just looked out the window and there was a house that was, you know, maybe two blocks from the train station that we were going through. The train was still moving. We didn't stop there. It was completely on fire. And I mean, the whole house, the outline of the house, you could see the flames. I'd never seen that before or since and I've never forgotten it. And his premise was, if you want to remember something, put a list together that is you're incorporating some extraordinary things that you wouldn't normally see or have physical things happen. Like if you put a shopping list together, you have to come up with a catalyst. So like maybe you walk in, you visualize in your mind walking into your local store. And when you open the store, there are salespeople, they're throwing oranges at you. And you remember, okay, I got to buy oranges. And you go and you put a whole sequence together like that. And I'm telling telling you, I am telling you, I've done this with shopping lists. Sometimes I've written it down and stuck it in my pocket just in case to check myself. And he's right. And it's to your point. When you see something that's really extraordinary, that it, it makes an impact, an imprint in your mind. And if you, if you build a story, like in that story, the guy's throwing oranges at you and you know, and then you know you slipped and you you fell and you landed and you went into a whole case of a, a display, an end cap of cereal boxes, and they all fell on your head and they were you know special K. And you remember, okay, I had to buy oranges and special K, and you build a whole stand. It's he would do it like thirty different things. He could go through the whole studio audience for a TV show. Have each of the people come up and introduce themselves, and then he'd go around and he could give them all their names back. And he did the same thing with their names, you know, like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, you kneel. He might visualize you uh, kneeling at the front of the stage or something. I don't know how he'd remember your last name, but I mean, that that's what he did. And I just, I have no idea what that's got to do with sports gambling. But you look like the kind of guy that might remotely be interested in. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that, but that is, <clears throat> it definitely ties in because, like I said, you remember the passer that throws 300 yards and you remember when he has a terrible game at 110 but you don't remember all like the 250s and 260s in between which are the most likely thing to happen that's right like you you remember the 300 game and you say oh he can easily go over 300 yards and you know that's just not how how things happen let me ask you about this on my friend at espn eric moody who writes a sports betting a blog a column for the website says his, yeah. fa- his fa- favorite plays for tonight for Tuesday. I'm interested what your response to his analysis would be, not about the bet itself, although you're welcome to weigh in on that too. His favorite plays, very short slate of games tonight in the NBA. There's only three games, but the Denver and Philadelphia is a, uh, a marquee matchup, and he likes Joel Embiid over 49.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He's exceeded this line in seven of his last eight games. This will be a nationally televised game at home against the reigning NBA champion Nuggets, led by the finals MVP, Nikola Jokic. Embiid should be eager to showcase his talents on the court in this high-profile matchup. Do you put stock in things like that when you analyze a game? Um, I I don't put stock in like the mental aspect, only because I can't tell you like what the mental aspect is. I can't tell you, you know, if it's if if he's gonna have you know that type of game or not. But I will look at, for sure, 
um, I think it's more important to look at who he's playing and then how do how do those defenses play into the points, rebounds, and assists. Um, who's not playing, right? That could be even more important. Um, but what did you say the number was? 49.5 points, yeah. rebounds, um, and assists. I mean, it looks like the market's starting to agree with him because I'm seeing it tick up to like 50.5. Ah, okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely look at, you know, the matchup itself and then, you know, try to see what is, what's there or not there. Um, but, again, I mean, you know, the, the books are doing the same thing, right? And they may even be – they may even be shading it high, knowing that people are going to think, oh, it's a national televised game, there's going to be more incentive. Um, and as a general rule, I bet more unders than overs. Mm. Um, but I would definitely uh, have to look into that a little bit more. One more question for me, and then one from one of our texters. This is a, a, a game that one of the other ones he lists, he lists more than these two, but one of the other ones he listed is Grace and Allen over 19 and a half points. And I'll tell you why I brought this up as a question. Because it says he's played 28 or more minutes in eight consecutive games. He's averaging 14 points, 3.3 rebounds, three assists a game, but he's been able to play well with Bradley Beal. They've been able to coexist. And the, in there is my, the question, how much stock do you put in a guy who's hot, who's on a run, who's on a roll right now? Do you, do you incorporate that in at all? Uh, does it tip the scale for you? How do you weigh that in? Well, I weigh it in because I think it's going to end. <laughs> I don't think hot streaks last very long. Um, so if someone is, is coming in hot, you know, I, I, I do this a lot with college basketball teams because I think that, you know, if you see an upset or you see a really good game from a team and then you look at the box score and they shot 80% from three when they normally shoot like 40%, well, you know, you know that that's probably coming to an end or a fluke. Um, you know, same thing anytime we see like these – you know, oh, they're on a 10-game streak of, of getting 13 or more three-point shots. Like, you know, for me, it's definitely something that I'm going to look into um, and see why it's happening. Um, but going back to Grayson Allen, I mean, he had 20 points in his last game, um, but he had five and eight the games before that. Yeah. So, you know, was that seems poor shooting? Um, you know, on his 20-point game, he shot four from six from three. <clears throat> you know, that's... That's a high number. Um, you know, is that sustainable? Usually he's like two for four, two for five. So I, I, don't, I don't know if he's necessarily turned a corner, um, and I don't know necessarily how much Beal has to do it, having been, having been very familiar with Beal during his times in Washington. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's something that I personally would jump on, but, um, you know, I mean, other people yeah, might seemed, have other opinions. That seemed very high to me. Texter says to me, okay, look, take us to elementary sports betting class here. He says, uh, what is the, uh, what are you referring to when you talk about live game betting? Because, again, remember, we only got sports betting here about a month ago. So help oh, the so people out. game bets are in-game. So as the game's going on, right, like as teams score points, you'll be able to bet on a different point spread. So, for example, <clears throat> let's say the opening point spread um, for uh, the uh, Houston-Baltimore game is minus nine and a half, and then Baltimore goes up, you know, 14 points. You know, the spread's going to change. The live spread might be minus ten and a half or minus eleven and a half. Um, and everything else changes. So, like, the over-under changes, the money lines change, the team total points change, the first half you know, total points and margin and everything changes. So 
and these are all done on algorithms. So they're, what they're saying is, okay, if Baltimore, you know, is up 10 points in the in the first half, and um, you know the we're going to adjust the the second half numbers by this. But you know, what happens if there's an injury? Right or what happens if you know someone gets ejected or what happens if you know the game is like forty to nothing by the second by the by the end of the first half like you know the models may only have like one or two games to go on so by and you can take advantage of that by by you know watching the game knowing the game knowing the coaching tendencies and things like that um, so that's what I mean by live you know in game I mean all sports will have their whole bending menu adjusted as the game goes on and in extreme circumstances big blowouts overtime games those type of things injuries like the models don't know how to handle that mm. hey buddy it was great to talk to you again as always you take care of yourself we appreciate it we'll talk to you next week all right talk to you soon all right neil greenberg that was fun that was very informative in my humble opinion uh texter says um are you going to do a, 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 a parlay today? And I already did. But if you missed it, we do our spontaneous uh, money line parlays. This is a uh, this is a very uh, very aggressive I'm one. Gonna, I'm actually going to bet on this one. So well, this yeah. is the, 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 nine teams. I, I normally don't go remotely near nine. I've done three, four, five. I got excited. This is a nine team well, parlay. Well, I'm sure it doesn't hit by me betting. All right. Well, here it is. It's these are all obviously money line. Tennessee, Indiana State, Toledo, Alabama, Dayton. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Slow down here. Well, write them down. Don't try and enter them as I give them to you. You won't, probably won't find them that fast. Tennessee. I know. Where did you leave off? Uh, Indiana State. Okay. Then Toledo, Alabama, Alabama, Dayton. Okay. SMU, Colorado State, Clemson, and South Carolina. Colorado State, Clemson. South Carolina. They're all home teams, which is I like, but they're conference games. It's unlikely you're going to hit nine of them, but you get pretty good odds if you do. I mean, you're taking, you're taking betting money line games and you're getting more than uh, – uh, Two to one odds. That's pretty good. So uh, that's what we did. So I wish you luck. It's like ninety five. It's like ninety five to one. No, you 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 definitely played. You didn't play uh, money line. You played point spreads. Oh yeah, I did. I hit the wrong button. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was like, good lord. Yeah, no, that would be pretty cool. Our boy Cody Brown hit the monster last night. He hit like a plus. 1,000 something or other NFL parlay. It was like eight legs. He had it going. But of course, I didn't play that one. I played other football ones that just spanked me and sent me out to pasture. You didn't have Dayton on that list, did you? I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Dayton's pretty good at basketball this year. I don't think they're all home teams. They may be a road team. I think there's one or two road teams in there. No, Dayton's home. Well, then they're all road home teams, I think. Which makes me feel better. Uh, all right, so Tennessee, Indiana State, Toledo, Alabama, Dayton, SMU, Colorado State, Clemson, and South Carolina. So good luck. You get pretty big odds on that if you hit it. But uh, that's a that's a never played one that long. Uh, the ones that we won, we had the 
the the last one we did was a six picker Wagner Princeton. Now I guess I'm getting a little too confident. I got to scale it back some. But I was digging the Ivies. Uh, three of those games were Ivy games: Wagner, Princeton, Cornell, St. Joe's, Yale, and Boston College. That was not tonight. That's the one that won the other day. And then the one before that was Kentucky, Rutgers, Yale, Auburn, Creighton. Um, so those were the recent ones. And then, as I said, the Kentucky one is the one that cost me. I would have had five in a row. Got four out of five. We'll see if this one wins. But this is the most the most ambitious one we've taken. The uh, the um, uh, a, a, a nine-legger. Good gravy. You now, I, you know, I always talk about you. I need to your Santa Claus bet. What was your Santa Claus bet tonight? It was Durant. Durant over in points. Twenty. What's, what's the over? What number did you get? Uh, Twenty six point five. All right, that's what um, I got. Okay. And then the under uh, for De'Aaron Fox in points, which I think is twenty six point five as well. Twenty seven five over 27. here. Twenty seven five. Yeah. So it took the under there. And then um, in hockey, I'm feeling less and less uh, good about it, but because um, the Oilers are on a win streak, ten game win streak. They don't score as many goals as I thought this year. They're, they're down a little bit. Um, so they're not great against the puck line. But I'm fairly confident that they're going to win tonight against the Maple Leafs. So take that for what it's uh, what it's worth. They're, they're on a 10-game winning streak. Um, you could bet that one money line. Uh, I took a puck line, but um, I feel much, much more confident that they're going to win. They win a lot of one-goal games, the Oilers do. And, uh, yeah, they've been pretty white hot lately. So, but I took them puck line if you're feeling a little froggy. All right. That'll work. All right. We'll take a break. We're at the top of the hour. We'll come back and do another hour of radio. We're I can't glad. find Clemson. Oh, there it is. There it is. Clemson. Yeah, they're playing basketball. Yeah, I could not find it. All right. So let's see here. I want to make sure I did this right. South Carolina. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me get the window back up so I can find it here. Hold on. Um, my bets. Uh yeah, uh, you got uh, South Carolina, okay? South Carolina, Clemson, right? Colorado State, right? SMU, yep. Dayton, yep. Uh, Alabama, uh, correct? Toledo, yep. Indiana State, yep. Tennessee, you got it. All right, two to one. Good luck. Good luck. That's going to be a hard one. Part of the, somewhere the, somebody in the sportsbook office is going this clown. <laughs> That is going to be tricky. We got a lot of action tonight. Got it in uh, three different. Um, oh, sweet! I got a ten dollars bonus bet. Ooh, from uh, touchdown Barry or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know if I got it from Eight Bit Barry, but I might have to throw that down on something. I'll probably I'll lose a lot of stuff. I'll chase later tonight, and that'll be my chasing money. All right. Well, nonetheless, we're taking a break. So we'll come back and we'll... Uh, Zach Osterman joins at 215. Got a little hitter myth we want to play as well. And also, we got to do a V-Stakes. So, action-packed um, oh, hour. All right. Well, we better crank it up. So we got to step aside so we can come back. ESPN 680, 1057.